Right. So somebody they might not run around the church, they might not dance the way out of the door. Right. But uh, they come and say, Pastor, you know what I feel on my bills. Right. Uh, um, I'm so, you just said something that really, really uh, sparked the thought in my head. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was actually good. So uh, what really baffles me is that we have a lot of leaders that uh, they're more focused on the numbers instead of, you know, the people really having an understanding of the word mm-hmm. or the people really um, – you know, being changed, mm-hmm. or you know, people really um, learning how to deal with life mm-hmm. in general. Then he created the culture in the church. That's for that. Um, one of the most superficial conversations that can be had in the church. You know, you get among pastors, and everybody asks, "How they ministry? Right. As, as though that is so true. As though that's right. the linchpin for success. I mean, if you look at it, Jesus had twelve disciples, and uh, I mean, there was more problems. But he had 12 disciples, and, you know, per church culture, Jesus would be like a You know, right. Jesus walked around with 12 dudes, none of them really, you know, all of them are what we would consider unimportant. Uh-huh. Uh, none of them are really, really, you know, feeling educated or whatever, because the rest of them fishers, and, you know, nobody really wants to be bothered with Jesus had 12 people running around. We call them cult. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we create this culture in which we don't really care about our people. We, we don't care about how we look. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, that's a big problem that, you know, that we're so focused on, you know, our identity mm-hmm. and how we present ourselves to people instead of how we present Christ. Most of it is like self-esteem. I mean, if you think about it, if you look at the majority of the pastors, let's just take where we live. If you look at the majority of the pastors, you can tell the majority of them were they weren't picked up in kickball, but they weren't. They weren't on anybody's basketball team. You know, nobody's in, nobody's in school. Right. So we come to you know we come to church, and this is the time when we get to establish our identity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I do. Like we need outside of church. Right. And that's and that's the problem. Like, like we try to establish an identity inside the church mm-hmm. when we're really nobody outside the church. Yeah. You know, I'm just a regular dude, but inside the church, you know, the people make me somebody popular. You know, I'm this great preacher. I'm this great, and someone really is not even that great. But, well, yeah, I mean, you're, a pro- you're a prophet at night, but you like salt fries in the morning. Right. And, and it, it, there's, not, there's not that there's anything wrong with salt fries. It's just it, it, like your, your anointing should match who you are. Right. And right. so you can't be large in the church and then pointless outside of the church. Right. Like, why would I want to follow Exactly. And you know what? And <laughs> once again, you just said something that's fucked up. <laughs> we have too many people title leader, but they're not really leaders. Mm-hmm. Because leader, to be a real leader, has to mean that um, you're persuading somebody to follow you for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and many people, you're just following me because I can grab my air and screen and go up this like, eight, three, 83 different uh <laughs> and you know, and you still leave the place like yo, know, he preached or she preached, uh, but my life is still jacked up. Well, I mean, you have to basically you have to identify where you are in Bible, which right, uh, and I think that uh, the church also should be identified where you are in Bible ministry. And you, the Bible says you can tell a prophet, uh, they say come to pass. Mm-hmm. So if you call yourself a prophet and nothing that you say ever comes to pass, then I know you're not a prophet. <laughs> the same with the pastor. Like your pastor 
and nobody's following you, you're, like, you're not a pastor. But also, in addition to that, if you're a pastor and nobody's flowing under your ministry, then you're not a pastor either. That's good. Question. How would you describe the body of believers? <laughs> <laughs> the body of believers. Are we um, specific to the church? Because there's a two-fold question.
life into me here on this altar. Father, consume me. You can use me. Breathe life into me here on this altar. So, Father, consume me. You can use me. To me here on this altar, and Father, come to me. Oh, use me and breathe life into me. Hey, here on this, Father, you can do. Mike with Pastor Mike. I'm your host, Pastor Mike, and this beautiful, gorgeous, lovely co-host of mine, Lady J, the church mother. And we're sitting with our special guest for tonight, Pastor Felix Morgan. Um, we're about to cut this um, this interview short, but we just found out that he's a Eagles fan. Oh, he's a But, uh, no, I, as I was saying earlier, that we have too many people who wants to be at the forefront because all they see, uh, you know, the glory of God, you know, being um, being on an individual. You know, they see us flowing in the anointing. But what they don't understand is the struggles that happen behind closed doors, or, you know, the struggles and stuff that people have to deal with, you know, in order to, to or in order to even obtain that, um, you know, that level of anointing. It's, it's hard, you know. Because truth of the matter is, and I'm going to speak for myself, there are days behind closed doors, and my wife can attest, I really just want to just call it quits. <laughs> like, I, you know, shut the church down, you know, let's go, let's go on a vacation, and we're out. And, uh, Again, when you when you lack identity, when you lack validation, you will want to leave. And uh around with Elijah Fisher, you know, like Elijah's in charge. Right. Mm-hmm. Elijah didn't disrespect us. Like so we nobody knew where this went to. You know, this is trying you know, his dad is dead and Elijah's like, Oh, get your dad. Like, you know, come follow me that. But ultimately Elijah Elijah wants to be a double event. And so we see Elisha, you know, running around doing 14 miracles, but we had no idea that he was disrespected. Like his, his character was, you know, assaulted by the man. So, you know, it's the same that we see in church. You know, people see, you know, prophesying, preaching, you know, in nice cars, but, you know, it wasn't there. You know, we were pouring water and I ready to just get to church. Right, right, right. Right, right. Well, packing the cars out. I'm trying to set up my church every time.
dissatisfaction of seeing somebody finally get it. Right. Yeah. Most leaders, most leaders that have been in true ministry, right, still have issues. Right. And that's a great satisfaction too when you can see, you know, people that you have been teaching and preaching to, and you know, you can see, you know, change like their lives being changed. Make <laughs> <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody done told you wrong. Uh, but we'll be, we're going to open up the phone lines uh, for all comments and questions. Um, feel free to call us at 215-383-3912, 215-383-3912. We will gladly take all comments and questions. It's definitely not about the money. It's not about the money. And, you know, I know this is not, you know, on topic. But I want to ask a question. How do you, what is you, what is your perspective on honorariums? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I am. Um, I don't that. Okay. And I don't preach people I don't believe. Well, I say nothing because I say I don't practice. Mm-hmm. But I will say I have I've traveled earlier in ministry. Right. And someone gives you an offer that cost you six hundred dollars to get there. Right. Someone gives you an offer that's two hundred fifty dollars. God bless you. Thank so you. I I only really practice <laughs> because I'm no longer working in the edge field. I'm home. Mm-hmm. So I'm not doing this to support myself. Right. With that being said, I do understand why it's necessary. Um, it's unfair to have me a my extent to come minister to you. And then you laugh at Paul said, you know, my son to you know, spiritual thing, hey, is the big deal with Jimmy Carlo? That works like this. Make sure I'm cool when I leave. Right. And, um, <laughs> so I don't necessarily fight against it. I do as as T D Jake said, what I think said, talked about and before you meet the man, you should make sure you pay. Yeah. So, you know, if nobody's calling, then uh, you don't need to talk about that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Lady J, we won't let her come in and speak her little mind. <laughs> <laughs> so before I actually give my little input, I want to ask, ask a Facebook question. So you put on Facebook, um, who are you? Who are you if you didn't have a college? And I want to know, what did you mean by that? Did you uh, give us an explanation of where you were going? I, 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 growing up in church, I've seen a lot of things, and uh, one of the things that I've noticed, uh, especially in this day, many of us are so caught up in who we are mm-hmm. and who, are, you know, who the church says we go. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you see people with, who've never been out of school. You know, you see people who, you know, you didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have a GED, but you're a master prophet. <laughs> it, 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 it does not make sense to me. And I'm not saying that God cannot use you. Right. But what I am saying is that, okay, let's trip away the church. Let's take away the church. However many days you stay in church, let's stay in church two days a week. Okay, those other five days, think who are you? Like, who do your children speak to? And, like, when you go to work, does your boss respect you as someone who will get to work on time? Mm-hmm. Will work for the time of life? Right. Or, or, or any person where, like, there's a reason why you have to have your cell phone number changed every three months. And these are the types of things that you need to start asking people. Like, <laughs> outside of what does your credit score say about? Like, right. People 
people who don't know you, that just you really mm-hmm. who do they say you are? Right. And maybe you will be so enamored about sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to ask another question. <laughs> so you say that you just finished school. Can you talk a little bit about that experience of going to school and getting background education and the words you just carried out? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I went into, I went into, I'm, I'm like a church here. One of the coaches in the church is in Christ. You know, you can't join it. It's not born again. I'm born again. And nobody can say anything to me about church guys. It, it, it brings it, it brings um, However, I left church guys back into Africa church. I went, I went to G, I went to three and one. So I was at Lawrence. I just started being okay with, all right, the Lord I got is one Lord. And I knew that. I, I was Then I went to seminary. And the pastor, he was a pastor, we were two years now. At that time, then, he challenged everything that I did. Right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't necessarily say it was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, here's what the Bible says about this. You believe that part, right? Yes. Okay, so here's what the Bible says about that. It's in the exact same Bible, and it would appear to contradict itself. Well, really wrestle with who God is. And so by the, my whole seminary journey, I was really trying to figure out what was it about. I, I, I began to look at other religions. stuff made sense. And so as, I, as, I, as my brain is expanding, you know, I'm like, damn, I'm, am, I, am, I like, am I reprobate? Am I, am I losing it? And um, as I went on the missionary journey, I got to to you, get to myself. I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord with no music, no, no organ, no drums. And right. just, just pure me and God. It's 120 degrees uh, at 2.30 at night. And that's when the Lord really began to reveal, reveal to me that he didn't change. But I really had to go through this to understand that it was more than just what my grandfather, my grandfather told me. Like, I really had to count that. So, and so now understanding the history behind what I know and understanding, okay, this is what these cultures mm-hmm. So when Paul said women be out of the church, he wasn't saying women you can't preach. Right. Right. He was trying to say, like, at this moment, I'm talking. Can y'all be quiet? And so, you know, now understanding these things, we know not to make whole denominations off of keeping women silent. Right. right. You just have my background. Right. Right. So you said something that kind of strikes something in my mind. You're just striking all these thoughts in my mind. You said something along about music and how I realized that some of our churches, we build our identity based on the music. Right. Based right. on, and sometimes we even build our identity um, on the sound from the world. We'll take and we'll adopt their sound in. To um, make it more appealing, you know, they were trying to reach young people, and that's what you know their identity is based on. Um, but I know we're talking about church identity, but I just wanted to throw in there. I just wanted to say, how do we cure the identity crisis? Do you have any suggestions of how can we even cure yeah. these things that are going? Like growing up in the church, we were there were a lot of things in mothers. Mothers told me that. Yeah, right. my mother. Um, <laughs> right. um, I, I first went, I went to go my first day, and uh, Mother Lewis, she just passed last week. Mm-hmm. Mother Lewis passed last week, two years ago. And my first, my, my first pastor, my pastor, James, he just died two months ago. Wow. Wow. It's big. It's big. 
very picky young lady. I used to live in the best. Going on the first date, and I'm taking this young lady. She went to the church. Like, that's what you want. Right. She said, Oh, no. Hey, you can't go to me. What can you do? You got the only one. And you're not supposed to sit in the seat at this point. Oh, And I was floored. I was like, Man. So I had to call the girl and say, yo, man, can't go she ain't got to the room with me. You know, she was like, oh, she ain't got to the room with me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and so even though I grew up married with children, you know, I still respected motherhoods. Today, we don't have any more motherhoods. Right. Like, um, you, if you go to our churches, you can't tell who the church mothers are. You really can't. Like, you really don't know. Like, church mothers look like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are so carnal because we don't really have the standard. Right. And even if I am wrong, I know that it's wrong. Right. So I still got to preach again. Like, if I'm cheating on my wife today, I still got to say adultery is wrong. Right. And you don't do that. Anymore. Right. Right. See, we stop reflecting the standard of God. We're supposed to exemplify his characteristics. And where has the church gone wrong? Why, why is there, where is the gap coming in at? And you say this about the church mothers. I, I miss the church mothers. And like you said, they, they were a little off, but they held a standard. And I think that's where we lack. That's where we lack. We lack right. standards. We've got to come up. Right. God, God is not going to come. He's not going to come at us. Very special. 
Uh, we want to say thank you to this beautiful co-host of mine, hey. Lady Jane. I think I thank you both uh, for being here. Thank you, Pastor Felix, um, for you know coming to uh, speak with us today on this very um, subject um, because I really feel as though that there's a lot of things that need to change in the church, and I'm not I'm not being dogmatic, you know, towards the church. I'm not down in the church, but no, um, like you said, I'm a church kid, and growing up. I can see that, you know, hey, 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 something's wrong. It's not us. Right. Something's wrong. <laughs> so um, it's my job, you know, the Bible says crawl out and spare not. So it's my job, you know, to open up my mouth and, um, you know, and say something, and, you know, bring some things to people's attention. So um, we have four. Meet us here next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Don't forget to pass the mic with Pastor Mike and my co-host, Lady J. Join us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Follow this show on blogtalkradio.com forward slash PPM with Pastor Mike. We will see you all later. People of God, be blessed.